everyone. It's Cress and Margaret from Beyond the Miles. We're here today to talk to Margaret about her upcoming race, which is just what, five days away? Is that about right? Mm-hmm. Yep. CIM. I don't know if any of you out there are running it this coming weekend, but any of you who have run a marathon or are leading up to one, you can probably relate to all of those pre-race jitters that can happen. So we're going to kind of dig into that and, you know, talk to Margaret because I think if her training has any relation to her performance, she's going to completely crush this marathon. So let's talk about mental strength and nutrition and how it can help you power through your marathon. So how are you feeling, Margaret? Um, I feel pretty good. I am super excited and I I have had one sleepless night (laughs) this week that was mostly thinking about logistical things like packing and stuff, but I tend to not really get nervous about things until right before. So I'm sure I might be calling you, um, (laughs) hopefully not at like 345 in the morning, the day of the race, but uh, maybe maybe five forty-five our time. I'll be up. <laughs> I might be calling for a, a second pep talk after this. Yeah, well, I mean, I think one of the hardest parts of this time is, you know, you don't have control over that much anymore because, like, you've done the hard work and that's behind you, and. So now it, it really is just, well, the environmental conditions like weather, et cetera, but also, you know, your nutrition, your health and mentally where you're at. So I think those are the only things left and that's our company, you know, beyond the miles because the miles get you like almost there, but what can make or break your goal are those other things. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this week, if I start getting really nervous, what are, what tips can you give me? What tools do you have for, people like me who are kind of just waiting for the race. Like, I think it's almost harder maybe tomorrow and the next day. Yeah. It's going to build, right? Yeah. You're getting closer and closer waiting and you're not running, which is a stress reliever Exactly. or you're running a little bit. So you're not getting that anxiety out through your workouts. So I think that's challenging. Yeah, I think that taper week, sometimes you have more time to sit and think about it. Um, I actually am working quite a bit this week, so I'm hoping that'll be a good distraction, but also not too too much. Good, good, because you want to definitely have the time to just... I guess, get grounded and be like, how do I say it? Like be really connected well with yourself in a way. So just to 
stay in touch with where you're at, like that whole self-awareness thing that is so important. (laughs) Yeah. So don't distract myself too much. I mean, a balance, like, you know, you definitely want to stay busy with things that fill you up and make you feel good. And if that's work, then great. If it's not, then, you know, other things that make you just feel positive because ultimately like you want to start the race in a really positive mental state. And so hopefully just along the way during your training, like doing things that just make you happy, that just helps you arrive at the start line with a positive mindset. It's definitely better to be proactive than reactive. Like you don't want to just wait for the wheels to start coming off to start like, okay, what what are my positive thoughts? What are my positive thoughts? Like all this week, you want to be doing simple practices for happiness. Like since you're not getting up maybe as early to run, take that time when you wake up and, you know, get out your journal and jot down three things every day that you're grateful for first thing in the morning. And take that kind of with you all day, revisit it in the evening, like by writing down three amazing things that happened that day, even if they're like tiny to some people like to you, they were just, you know, really awesome. And just definitely getting throughout your day, just two minutes where you can just sit quietly and just like breathe, just focus on your breathing and stay centered. And I think just adding in a practice like such as that this week will just help you stay in a good place mentally. And that's just one of, you know, many things you can do. Do you recommend visualizing the run and like performance and, you know, taking just actually going through in your mind, like taking nutrition at certain points and what do you think about that? Or I think the more you can have planned, the less mental energy you're going to spend during the race. And I mean, this is your specialty, like the calories, right? Like our brain uses calories. And if you don't have a plan and you're like, okay, I've got like five goods in my pocket. I don't really know what I'm going to take them. Okay, <laughs> you're going to so be thinking about on it. On that note, I'm more afraid of something happening and like, you know, I, I'm, I already know I'm taking extra goos with me, et cetera, et cetera. I have it all planned out when I'm taking them. Okay. But what might derail me is if I forget to take one at a certain point or I take the wrong thing, like I want, I was going to take one without caffeine. I accidentally took one with caffeine or um, if I drop, you know, my salt tabs or something like that, that I, that's what I'm afraid of messing with me. So what do I do in that situation with my mind? (laughs) Well, I can say from dropping two goos during San Antonio and 
I think it did affect my race because at 23, like I was like, I, I think I bonked, like I had no energy. Um, did it mess you up mentally too, or just like, no, because I felt really good. And so I was like, I'll be fine. Like I feel great. Like it's all good because this was like at mile 11 or something. Yeah. I'm like, it's all good. Let me just plan out when I'm going to take this one that I have left. That's when I took my glove. Okay, so don't put them in your glove. I took my gloves yeah, and then off, and they dropped they, them. Yeah, that's they were gone. Stuff like that happens. Yeah. You're so going back for that next time, Napa. I am going to pack extras. That's what I'm going to have more than I need. So, I guess on that note, then you can just know like that won't happen. Well, okay. So also, I heard. At Chicago, they weren't letting people take water bottles in, so I'm carrying you can. Um, so, so in these situations where it's like you have this plan, but on race day, you maybe can't follow mm-hmm. that plan. What's a good? What's what's something that I could do to kind of just let go of of that stuff that I don't have control over? There's nothing. There is nothing you can do, I guess, is the mindset is you just have to go. Yeah. You just have to keep Stop going. dwelling on it. Yeah. And just like, go. It just, you just have to, like, visualize it as, like, almost like a curtain or something that you just run through. Okay. You know how it, like, opens in the middle and you just, just go yeah, through it. just go. You just well, have to go and, through and it. And the thing is, they're going to have... Um, you know, drinks on the course and they will have some goos as well, but it's not stuff that I want to take. See, so that like, that was my issue. But I could, and if, you know, if I had to take one, I'd take it as the last one, you know, because if it's going to mess up my GI, at least it would be at the end. Can you find out before the race if yeah, you, you can. can do the you can? Oh, I didn't see anything on the website saying you can't bring it. Um, I'm going to ask at the expo and I did get this little tiny itty bitty water bottle that I can put in my sports bra. Like, I'm taking, a, I'm taking a flask of you can, I'm hiding it. <laughs> um, but I'm actually not planning on carrying that, but I'm, I have it in my purse right now. Like it's just, just in go case with me as a backup, but, um, but yeah, I mean, if it would be very unfortunate if I like got to the starting line and they didn't let me in the corral with my water bottle. Cause I, cause I'm, I'm not planning on like bringing everything with me, um, to the starting line, but. So something is going to go wrong. Yeah. Something is, I have no idea what it'll be. <laughs> so I've tried to go through in my head what it could be. And you know, there's a strong chance it'll be something that you haven't accounted for. Yeah. And I just hope it's not like a physical something. <laughs> Well, that's pretty doubtful, right? Because yeah. physically you're in a really good place. Yes, I do have an injury. You have an injury, but it's at bay. And if your injury flares, then that, I mean, your body, you just have this one body and it's all you have. And there's like a million more marathons. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to break your body because of this. So, yeah, for sure. Um. So that's a no brainer. You just have to slow way down and sign up for another one. Yeah. But 
let's just go back a couple weeks. Like, what was your last long run? How far did you go? 23. How many were at pace? Oh, I think it was like 10 or 11. Okay. And did everything go as planned? That, that one, I don't know that I actually hit my pace for all of them. I kind of did like a more fartlek style run for that one. But the one before, all my other 20 milers, 20 plus milers with pace, I was able to hit my pace. It was not easy. But I mean, like, were, well, that's because your pace is like really fast. Um, Were there like any unanticipated Oh, um, things that came. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I switched what goos I was taking because I felt like the ones I initially was taking were making me like a little bit queasy. I didn't take probably enough salt on one of them. I didn't take enough nutrition on one of the runs or hydration. So, yeah, I think I'm like ready to go in, and I'm probably going to overfuel is what I'm going to do, but. Um, I think it's better that than I think it's under. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, but you still did them, right? Like you still survived. Yeah. All my, all my long runs have been pretty good. Yeah. Really good. And that's like without the whole, I mean, that's when your mileage, the whole week is so high. You have to remember too, like there's a reason for the taper. Yeah. Definitely. And you're not burning through the glycogen the way you were the week before your long runs because you were doing all those workouts the few days leading up to your long run. I'm probably running on Friday too. So it's like you were like your muscles were depleted. Yeah. And then you went out there and still were able to do that. So imagine unrested legs. Yeah. And the adrenaline. And the adrenaline. So I think if it helps to visualize like bursting through like a curtain and just come out on the other side, whatever you need, but any thought you have, if you can like picture it as like a tiny little ball of energy that you could essentially like hold in the palm of your hand. It's so little, but if you continue to like have those thoughts, you're feeding that initial thought. And even more so if you start to feel anxiety related to that thought, then you're feeding that anxiety as well as you continue on that cycle. And it just gets bigger and bigger until you can't even like hold it in your hands anymore. It's too big, which is why you just, if you can just look at the thoughts that derail us all in marathons, by the way, um, as having a life of their own and think of them as needing calories to stay alive, like don't feed them because literally that is what is happening. You are taking calories that need to go to your legs and giving them to your thoughts. And they're not even thoughts that are serving you. They're thoughts that are making it harder to perform. Because, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard and your legs are going to be tired and you're going to wish that you were done at mile 20, but you're not, you're not going to be done. You're going to have six miles to go. <laughs> and 
you just have to somehow like be okay with that and not feed that thought because you can't change that. So what, what about speaking of mile 20? I, and you talked about this on one of the previous episodes, but just a refresh on pushing through that mental wall of like, uh, I feel like miles 18 through 20 are the hardest a lot of the time for sure, because you still, you've gone so far, but you still have so far to go. And then kind of after 20 or 21, you're like almost there. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the wall. And I think if you haven't properly fueled and like literally you have hit a wall and that's a lot harder to repair but if it's a mental wall then you really would benefit from i think visualizing like the finish line mm-hmm. or even the, your next landmark or milestone mm-hmm. you need to think forward so sometimes we can think like backwards and say, man, like I did the first 5K too fast and now I'm paying for it. There's like, that doesn't help. That's not helpful. Yeah. Like you can analyze your whole race after you're done and learn like what you could have done differently, but it doesn't help to look in the rearview mirror once you're at mile. 18 to 20. Yeah. Okay. It helps more to look forward. Like, okay, well, can I just keep this pace until, you know, the next water stop or, you know, sometimes well, like, you know, you think on the Boston course, there's like more well-known landmarks. I don't Mm. know the CIM course to know if there are, but even something that you see ahead, like, well, yeah. let me just push through to there. And, you know, there's also something, I guess, how do I say, like, I know I've talked before about, like, mindful running and, like, being aware of, like, how, you know, does my you know, breathing feel or how do my feet feel as I, like, hit the ground or that's fine and dandy on like a mindful run. But when you're racing, you don't want to go too inward because if you're at mile 20 going super fast and running as hard as you can, like it's, you're not going to feel awesome and going inward, like might not, it might just might. Oh, well also my hips feel bad. Like, well now that I'm like thinking about it, my feet do hitting the ground. Like that hurts. Like, yeah, I think it's more helpful maybe to just focus on what's going on around you. Take in the spectators, the scenery without using energy. Like, you know, don't go like high-fiving people or anything, but just like, let yourself get distracted enough to be outside of those aches and pains, but not so much that you like slow down. So it's like a fine line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And I think the last like couple of miles, I wouldn't look at your watch anymore. 
Yeah. Because that takes energy. I would just kind of, whatever just you've go. got, you want to finish the race and feel like you didn't leave anything out there. Yeah. Because that's like. It hurts so bad. <laughs> it, it is, but, but it just, to me, at least, like, I always ask myself that question. If it's something that I am trying to do my best at, like, well, did I leave anything out there? Yeah. And if I can honestly say to myself that I didn't, then really no matter what, I can feel good because that's what my body had to give that day. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what's hard about the marathon is you just never know how you're going to feel that day. No, you don't. But if how you felt this whole training cycle for the most part, aside from the injury, I mean, you should feel really good. Yeah. And I mean... You haven't taken this much time off, like, with resting and stuff at all. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So you're going to feel kind of weird, I think. Like, the days leading up, like, probably heavy and just a little off. But I think once you start running, like, I mean, you know the biology of it all. Like, yeah. your muscles are getting to take in and, like, keep everything that you're giving them. It's, like, all saving up. So you should hopefully know, like, your your body is ready and your mind, I mean, I, mean, I just really would encourage you to visualize those thoughts as just these little balls in your hand that you can either get bigger or if you think of them almost like they're made of, like, sand or something, that you can just let them go. Yeah. sprinkle them behind you and if <laughs> and if one rule of this race is not looking in the rear view mirror then you're not gonna even look back at the little you know pieces of sand yeah good well that's really helpful i'm gonna be sprinkling along the way yeah yeah i mean it's so hard in the moment so easy like right now but I think you have to ha have some kind of plan for everything and then be flexible and of course give yourself grace like you're gonna do the best you can and if you dwell on a negative thought for a mile then you did but it doesn't mean you have to the next mile yeah good that's helpful good I needed I needed that pep talk oh my gosh you're gonna do awesome and I guess our next episode as like processing post marathon stuff. Yeah. Cause that's I know, afterward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that period of time can be tricky too, because even if you met your goal, like you're taking some time off running and resting up and yeah, it's kind of like you, this big buildup and so you should just celebrate. Here we are. Yeah. Yes. So I'm so glad that you awesome. all out there listened in for this. And we would love to hear what your marathon plans are, your race plans. Reach out to us. And thank you so much. Yeah. We'll thanks for listening. Yeah. And thanks, Chris. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Cannot wait to see this girl um, crush it. It's going to be amazing. Hopefully. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Thanks.